if we, if we were to take something between very specific artificial intelligence and completely general in artificial intelligence, I think there's yeah. a there's probably a place where a lot of people will be very very comfortable being uh, if they had the choice, which is that you want this sidekick to be really smart, but be limited in their capability of only having one of those personas. Yeah. You know, you I want think, that person think, to basically right, complement yeah. what you are. And that's a true personal assistant. This is, for me, this is all about um, another concept, which is intelligence augmentation, right? There's artificial intelligence and there's uh, augmented intelligence. Hmm. <clears throat> and augmented intelligence, for me, this abbreviation to augmented intelligence is a lot more interesting because this is what people imagined in the 60s and 70s when they built the first computers. Yeah. Um, the mother of all demos, um, talking specifically about augmented, it was augmented intelligence lab in Stratford University doing this. Yeah. And what is interesting about that is that it's been about, this is the biggest kind of ideological fight we actually already participated in. And yeah. this is Homer Dell's book, right? This yeah. fight between dataism and humanism. What you're talking about, privacy, this idea that it will augment us, extend that, but we still will be in control and we will define our destiny, right? This mm. is ultimate humanism idea. Mm. The ultimate dataism idea is more like, hey, why would we do that? Like we, we can build machines which are in many ways smarter than humans and they yeah. have to do, like they have, it's, it's a moral imperative that these machines have to decide for humans what to do because as intelligence, they are better, right? This would be dataism point of view and the dataism will say, hey humans, <laughs> go, go, go play football and uh, uh, you know, uh, sit on the grass because we don't need you anymore to, to really do any thinking because you're really bad at that. Do mm. something else. Mm. And I, I disagree with that in many ways, but I'm just, I'm just trying to voice this very, two very distinct point of view. And, and, and humanism is saying like, the answers are inside us. The human intuition is almost sacred, right? The humanism point of view will say, if you need to make a really deep decision, like important decision in life, listen to yourself. Data's mm -hmm. point of view will say, the last thing you need to do is to listen to your horrible, limited computational machine, you, you call intuition, to make yeah. uh, big decisions. Please, kindly, collect as much data as you can, upload it in this machine and make sure this machine making the most into important decision for the whole humanity because who <laughs> our humans are to make these decisions. Yeah. For, for me, this too, the interplay between these two ideologies is what's yeah. going to define, uh, I don't know, 100, 200, I don't know how many, how many years we humanity will spend on trying to find balance between these two, right? And mm -hmm. it's interesting for me to see how suddenly, you know, like dataism initially was the ideology of hackers, right? The hacker will tell you, hey, information have to be free. And I remember myself being super impressed with this idea and saying that, yeah, I subscribe to that. If anything, I subscribe that information have to be free. Yep. What I didn't understood at the time, being a teenager in Russia, is that information have to be free also mean, if you put it to extreme, also mean nobody have any privacy because who you are, if not information. If information yeah. have to be available to everybody, if yeah. your digital footprint yeah. is, is information, it also yeah. means that everything have to be available to everybody, which means 
no privacy anymore. Yeah. And Absolutely. when I grew up and become like more rounded, hopefully, I start looking at all of it and say like, it goes in direct confrontation with my humanism part. When I'm saying, no, 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 I'm a human being. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to understand the world. Give yeah. me my time. Don't push me. I, I want to make my own decisions. I want to have my own agency. I want to, I want to be myself. Like it's, even if I'm making a mistake, who are you machine to tell me that I'm making a mistake? It's my, it's my life. It's my world, right? If I, if I love this person, I want to spend time with this person. I have to be able to do that. And I would not like to machine to analyze and say, you know, no, DNA is not there. And this is not there. Like give me objective point of view on that because I want to have my agency over that, right? So th these two ideologies, humanism and dataism, and fascinating kind of interaction of these two. And again, it started with the hackers, like what I wanted to say, dataism, right? It started with hackers like the free lower people, right? People who are saying, who build an internet, people who built internet, many of them, if you look at what they say, and they say dataism, 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 okay. Who today is the manifestation of dataism? After mm. uh, Italian yeah. states, right? If you look at yeah. China, China is saying we 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 believe dataism is the way to go. Like, yeah. we 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 want to create this huge machine. We're going to be this machine um, priests, right? And this machine will guide the whole society. We're going to create a scoring system for every citizen. We're going to make sure a decision about infrastructure, economy made by artificial intelligence. And yep. if you like this future, futuristic guy today who believes in dataism as ultimate, like information have to be free, all of that, surprisingly, you can find yourself in this uh, rising empire and being aligned with this rising empire and say, hey, I want I want world to just give up on personal freedoms and focus on efficiency. Because if we do that, mm -hmm. we can conquer the, the universe. And this is absolutely true, but we will lose individual yeah. human beings, right? We will lose yeah. another side of it, right? Yeah. And this is old world. Old world is humanistic. The yeah. new world is dataistic. It is. Hopefully, hopefully, I, my hope is, my, my sincere hope is that both of these worlds are wrong and there's a third way. And this is for me, this what this, the last interface, augmented mm. intelligence is this, is this like, you know, in life, I found so many cases when, when you have this dichotomy, either that or that, and you find yourself at the spectrum somewhere. And if you really believe in one or another, you mm. will find people fighting. You will find this holy wars. You will find people killing each other for these ideas. Yeah. And the only way for myself, I found uh, uh, a real pass forward is to realize that these two just abstract ideas and the reality is a lot more complex and the map is not territory, step out and try to find what is, like for me, what is true? Like what is the third way? What is not dataism and not humanism, but maybe a third path forward, which is more nuanced than this two. Yeah, I, I you know, and so again, something that I've thought about <laughs> for, for a while now, and this is a very, very interesting, uh, you know, conflict. Uh, there is, I think, a framework in which this kind of makes sense. And the framework is this. And I think if you look at levels of organization, so, you know, theoretically, you could have the subatomic level, the atomic level, molecular. Uh, 
chemical, biological, etc. Right. So, and I think uh, what happens is that when we go to the biological level, then a very interesting shift happens in at least the way the the little part of the universe that we know that most species stop at biological we went to the next level and we created another one which is called consciousness or individuality let's say uh, so i'm not saying that one dolphin is the same as another dolphin they're all you know i'm sure very individual in their own right but they they tend to operate at a biological level there's there's communication is sort of programmed in a lot of uh, biochemical ways uh, their observation and their reaction to stimuli is sort of uh, shall we say programmed at a biochemical and sensory level uh, now and that's how let's say an ant colony might work now i think what ends up happening is that what you describe as humanistic is actually a manifestation of that first layer of organization which is me as an individual within society and I think what happens is that societies obviously then started organizing themselves as well. And they organize themselves in different ways. And I don't think we are at that stage yet with just, you know, 5,000 years of social organization that we have actually gotten to the point where we have anywhere near the perfect society just yet. You know, yeah, it, yeah, to the degree. Yes. Societies have had a very, very short period of evolution, you know, yeah. social structures, cultures, like on the one hand, Marxism, which I know you're. Uh, very closely familiar with it, you know, not the best kind of social organization uh, versus, you know, a complete anarchy, you know, which is what I'm very familiar with. <laughs> it is also not a great way of organizing people. Um, this, I think what will happen is that in that period of evolution, you'll see different labels being attached to different types of societies. And I also think that dataism a, as you as you called it, is actually a, a, a it's a manifestation of social organization, right? So if I want to organize things at a social level, there are many ways I can achieve that. Right? There are political ways you can do that. There's cultural, religious ways you can do it. Data is one way to organize society. And I think what ends up happening is that we will get to that stage, like you the hope that you express with this, there is a third way. I think there is definitely a third way. That third way is in a sense, the point at which societies become, you know, acquire consciousness of their own, which they kind of do sporadically, uh, even at this point of time. But at some point of time where, uh, you know, I, I don't know when that happens, you know, 50 years from now, 50,000 years from now, 500,000 years from now, there is, I think, a construct which appears, which effectively is the most efficient way for individuals to work with each other. And at that point of time, that conflict becomes immaterial because it's like this, right? That when we talk about a higher level of organization, the lower level of organization almost always becomes subordinate to it. So if uh, you know, I'm talking about the biological level of organization. N nobody's going and checking with my stomach cells. Hey, dude, are you okay being bathed in acid all the time? Yeah, it may not be the best life for them. They might be, no, dude, I really want to go and live, you know, in, uh, in the brain somewhere where you give me lots of oxygen and I just hang out with other neurons, right? That's, but you didn't ask the marrow cell, right? Where do you want to go? 
they get assigned in a sense where they get to go. And nobody's looking at their goodwill, so to speak. The goodwill of each uh, or, or the well-being of each of these levels of organization. Let's go down one more level and let me give you an example. Uh, the, the, the hemoglobin iron uh, uh, atom sitting inside your red blood cell. You know what's the best thing for it? Hey, I'm going to hang out with some cyanide. Mm. I'm going to just bond to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to, because it's the lower energy state than it bonding to oxygen, you know? So yeah. it, it's, it's happier, quote unquote, there than it'd be. And how do we know it's happier? Because it would rather bond with cyanide than it binds with oxygen. So, you know, it's making a choice. It, you know, if you ask the iron atom, that's what it wants to do. Sure. Uh, so, so, but if it were to do that, it would kill the red blood cell. Hmm. So Mr. Iron Atom, no, sorry, you didn't get a vote over there. You know, our, our systems are organized around carrying, your job is to carry oxygen from one point to the other. That's what you got to do, right? And it's, I think, that, that sort of analogy, if you may, if you assign that to society and humans, eventually. And, and you know, in a society that we are very familiar with, the Chinese society, for example, you know, which, which actually is one of the longest continually organized societies, you know, 5,000 years, as we mentioned on this planet, right? Fairly homogeneous. Uh, it's a great example of that. I mean, of, it, it almost never occurs for people to necessarily ask, is, is the individual happy or not? I mean, it's almost taken for granted that you are, if you're part of the Han majority, right? And mm. there is, I'm not saying that that's, 100% the case. I'm just saying that on a general level, that's true. And then what happens is that the society achieves things like building the Great Wall of China. Yeah. Right. So uh, you you have that. I think uh, I I won't call it a trade-off, but I would just say that there is a level of organization which we are striving towards, which dataism is is is, is a example of on the way. Right, and we'll get it, uh, or we'll die in the process. I don't know what will happen to sure. us, but we'll. Whenever we do um, things like that, those questions will almost become irrelevant because it will be, yeah, this happens, and this happens, and something below that happens. That's how I, I, like, I see we, it all hanging together. Yeah. But we, we are humans, right? We are actors in that. So this is this is what makes this all so interesting exactly. for us because exactly. yeah, do, 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 this do is you the first level of this? where you have consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> first level of organization where you kind of have consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is, this is, about this is where it becomes, toys, but they don't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 where it becomes also interesting and where, where like on one hand being part of the society may empower you. On the other hand, it can completely. Um, remove any power from you, right? And, and this is depends on your mindset. It also depends on how the society operates. I think what is basically comes down to it for, my, for me right now is that, is it dominant intelligence, which is better, or it's distributed intelligence, which is better? Hmm. And then centralize kind of like, like Google or Facebook today works, these this, this corporations, they, they represent dataism, right? They represent dominant intelligence. The, the whole yeah. idea of a system in a cloud yeah. is dominant intelligence. There's some intelligence right. outside because of somebody me. Somebody owns that cloud. Exactly. It's not exactly. a public and it's a corporation. 
and yeah. it's just like a, it's, it's a corporation, but the corporation is just a shortcut from society, right? So this, yeah, it, it, it takes very, very short time for, for in China to, 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 to say, okay, <laughs> you, you, you reach out or Tencent, you own the data, you own this, all of that. It's, it is essential for our way of governance. So we're going to own all of this data for sure. No, no, no question asked, right? Absolutely. Another idea is this uh, idea of taking each individual and empowering each individual with the tools, which these tools suddenly become the thinking tools, right? So yeah. this freaking iPad I'm talking with you right now, mm -hmm. half on board um, machine learning, right? And this yeah. machine learning is capable already of doing thinking kind of things yeah. at scale, yeah. which was unthinkable five years ago on any device of this size, right? And any size. this phone yeah. I have, right? So oh, yeah. this, this is what, this is surprising. This is something no other organization, no Google, no yeah. Facebook, even yeah. had motivation to invest in this type of technology, right? Precisely. Why would you do that? All of them built uh, server-based machine learning stuff. Yeah. It's only Apple who actually invested incredible amount of money and time and energy to build yeah. distributed machine learning. Why? And, and, and to my mind, philosophically, that is why they suck at doing cloud. Because philosophically, um, I think I, that... I don't know about that. I think they, 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 <laughs> they actually doing amazing services nowadays, right? So they used to, like, they used to be perceived like that. And they yeah. were saying, no, 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 we have a different idea. And nowadays they're doing this cloud in a very respectful to privacy way when it's possible, when it's not, uh, when it's legal, right, basically. And yeah. they're also doing something which has never really manifested itself in our lives yet. But mm -hmm. the capability of these devices, man, this, this, this is what, what your iPhone, what your iPad can do already, which is not leveraged yet for you, for your, to, to augment you in terms of how you think. I think it's, I think it's, it's only, we only see in the beginning of that. And for me, this is leading to this idea of, like, if you will be able to somehow trick the system to distribute incredible, powerful tools to each individual on the planet, yeah. right? Yeah. then you can see emergence of completely different society. Yeah. Society when a person empowered over yeah. one unified dominant intelligence. I agree. And I think this could be really interesting.